Welcome to the Goodman Podcast. Uh, in this episode, we're going to dive in and explore the latest advancements in uh, NLP um, or natural language processing. And we're going to focus on how cutting edge de developments are tackling semantics and ambiguity resolution. So, um, Raj, uh, right in um, to, to the topic, um, how are recent advancements in NLP advancing our ability to understand context and resolve the intricacies of, of language semantics? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's quite a mouthful. <laughs> definitely a jargon-heavy uh, topic, I must say, and that jargon-heavy mm -hmm. question. But, um, I mean, let's start break it down to a way that people can understand the context of what you're talking about and what it really is. So, what's happened over the last few years is that the advancement of the AI, that basically being deep learning, which is the ability for the computer or the 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 system to understand the context um, and make things you know more relevant to particular topics. Uh, I'll give mm -hmm. examples throughout, throughout the, the the podcast, but like basically, at one point, at one time in our in our history, when, when you talk about AI, it was happening that you know you look at AI and it was just you know you talk about a topic and it will give you a different answer because it wasn't sure about the the context. It was, you know, there was not a, f a focus on right. This part is relevant to the history of what we discussed earlier. It was un the whole thing was very ambiguous, and so over the last few years, um, we've been able to teach and learn how to make content a bit more uh, focused and understanding the context of what's happening, which parts related to what, why, who how all these bits are answered all the time and that is a a field which is which has really improved and and really gone deeper mainly because we have the computational power and the algorithms to create better ai and now it's never a problem but if you even look at look back three years back for example a lot of the ai uh, tools in the market are struggling with it and if you look at Word now by Google and ChatGPT, which is built by OpenAI, they understand the, the context really well and they're less ambiguous. That makes everything more useful. And when we, we prompt it, it understands we're referring to a phone or, you know, I called. I mean, all these things really matter and make life much easier. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it essentially boils down to perception, um, doesn't it? And and uh, I think that we as humans still have a problem with this. Um, but to give you a kind of AI example of uh, what I'm what I'm speaking about is, um, I have a friend that's a graphic designer, and the other day she was creating a little character for a campaign that uh, her agency was doing, um, and uh, she put the same prompt. Uh, the prompt was to generate a um, like a green teddy bear or something along those lines um and uh uh the same prompt was used in um in mid journey and in dolly and the results were wildly like uh uh mid journey pumped out this thing that looked like a teddy bear from a horror story and um and dolly was kind of like you know almost like disney channel so and it was the same prompt so is um is that kind of what we're talking about when we're speaking about context and um ambiguity um or am, am i kind of going down the wrong um pipeline with this yes and no 
uh, I, I think the the big part of our ambiguity here is when you prompt, uh, say, for example, you enter a prompt. If we don't have awareness of what that can be become very amb ambiguous, then what happens is you will not understand. For example, let me think of a, of a better example just so I, I can explain actually a little better. So, say for example, you're referring to a car which passed by your your driveway recently, and you're talking about this 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 car. You know, it came. It was green in color, and then it you know it came and it went really fast. Then talk about your car, which you parked there as well. Now, there are two different mm -hmm. cars there. And if it, you know, if there was no awareness there, then it will confuse the two cars. It will not know which car is what, which color is which car. If is one car parked, it was your car. Other cars, your friends, which came in and drove away. It will confuse the two context completely. In the end, you'll have a very mixed reaction towards AI. Like, let's understand and tell. There are two different cars. Mm -hmm. One is my friend's. One is mine. So this is really helping you to be more specific to understand what is the context of each one of these objects, for example. Um, you know, driving and drove, for example, these bits as well, you know, which is past and which is the present tense, what exactly happened to the car, having that memory of it and making sure it understands each one and every action point and um, the context of each object as well, saved and understood. That's what mm. th this thing helps avoid today and it will continue avoiding in the future. Okay, so um, where are we sitting? Because I mean, obviously this was a problem, like you said, um, it's becoming less of a problem, but it is still um, a, a bit of an issue. So um, what kind of progress has there been um, and how is this impacting on interpreting language more if, uh, accurately? So at the moment, I'd say for most people using ChatGPT-like tools, this is not really an issue anymore. This is not an issue because we are used to using some very clever piece of algorithm and AI, which understands the context. It all began with Google. You know, famously, they, they did a white paper and they implemented some stuff. Google BERT, B-E-R-T, not BARD, uh, is where mm. it all started um, to make, make more sense. And then ChatGPT, has just perfected it over, over the last few years. So it's no more an issue because if one can do it, then everybody else can do it as well. But if you look at some of the other open source AI tools, for example, in the market, you'll see that they still have challenge using it properly. And um, they haven't implemented it properly, for example, there's not enough um, context provided. The deep learning is not sufficient to really understand the context of it. So you get very varied answers. And this is you know, not uncommon even in the earlier versions of ChatGPT, for example. Um, you know, two, two and a half, they all struggled with that. Now, um, semantics and ambiguity kind of go hand in hand. Um, and uh, there's obviously been some development in both ambiguity and semantics on, on the back end of these models. So. Um, one of the things is semantic role labeling, um, and that's obviously seen significant improvements lately. How is this contributing to better understanding the relationships between words and sentences? Yeah, again, this is all in the same context, actually. So SRL um, is, is, a, is a big part of it because, again, as you construct sentences and you refer to different parts of it, 
it needs to understand what are you referring to. And, and when I say it, I'm talking about the AI. You need to understand what you're referring to. Are you referring to subject? Are you referring to a thing in the, in the past, in the, in, the, in, in the present? All this has happened and become like almost like natural to us because it's, it just works now. And that's simply because deep learning has become so powerful. It's like it can, it can explain um, and can keep in mind these these semantics. If we didn't have the uh, the SRL in place, then we would not understand. The AI would not understand what is the context of your discussion. Why are you talking about something? It will just give random answers, and you still see that happening because, to some extent, it's perfected it. There's still mm. a opportunity to improve it further. That's you know minute compared to some of the other challenges we have currently with hallucination. But that's reduced quite a bit as well. So. Over the years, it will keep getting better and better. And I think it already is to a level that's acceptable for most people. Mm -hmm. um, how is this impacting um, kind of the, I don't want to really say the human AI interface, um, but, you know, prompting, because we're still seeing, even with the very advanced models, we're seeing, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't understand the prompt correctly. Um, so, I mean, it, it comes down to prompt engineering, but do you have any, um, any kind of suggestions on how to ensure that the models are understanding you, um, correctly right from the word go? Is there any way to construct a prompt, um, that considers all the, the ambiguity and the semantics and make sure that you're addressing it there straight, you know, right off the bat? I would say there's no silver bullet as it were, but the one thing which one we can do is well, there are two ways you can do this thing. One is before the, as part of the prompt, we can ask AI, do you understand the context of what I'm talking about? And let it explain the context before it solves the problem. Say, for example, you say, well, you know, there were, there were three birds on the, on the tree. Um, you know, I, I shot one of them. Sorry, bad example. I shot one of them. Mm. How, many, how many birds <laughs> are left? Now, if it was pure mathematics, it would be two left. But actually, mm -hmm. when you shoot one of them, others will fly away uh, anyway. So, so that's the context you need to understand. So, so you can ask the, ask the AI, hey, this the context is, I shot one bird, how many birds are left on the tree? And you understand the question. Do you understand what the, what the, what the context is? And let it read out to you what it believes the, uh, the context is. If it's not, you reprompt it or improve the bits which are incorrect. That's one way. Mm -hmm. Second thing to do is you ask it to break down all the the response step by step. So as it goes to solve the problem, it narrates the steps it's taking to understand the con the context of, of things and then give it an answer. So if there's any ambiguity in, in the understanding, you can you realize that then and there, then correct it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Now, um, with the introduction of these ambiguity-aware language models, what changes are we going? To, uh, are, are we are we currently seeing in how technology interprets and responds to natural language? So, well, well, there is more than just what I just talked about. So, the one thing which I want to also um, point out is that human beings also bring a lot of ambiguous behaviors when prompting using AI. And 
AI has actually enhanced so much that it's able to understand that and is able to, to actually predict and overcome those challenges. That, for example, is when, say, for example, we enter a prompt and there are tons of spelling mistakes in the, in the prompt. It still understands what we're talking about. It still is able to give the right answer. It's because it's overcome that ambiguity and I've come up with a solution, a solution internally and said, well, okay, here is some ambiguous behavior by the human being. Let's overcome that. Let's, um, let's give an answer which we believe is the right answer. Now, this is actually a, a very challenging task because first of all, it has to overcome the amb ambiguous challenges internally because of its training, you know, deep learning challenges, uh, computational power challenges. And beyond that, it also has to understand there are any errors made by human beings, being am ambiguous about spellings, context, in the question, you know, up uploading the wrong information and then overcome that as well. So sometimes it has the best, best intention for a human being. But we interpret that as, well, it's wrong. It's incorrect. It doesn't know what it's talking about. Sometimes actually overcoming, trying to make up for the human being's shortcomings as well. Now, is that where um, tools like Copilots come into um, into play? Uh, obviously, a tool like uh, Perplexity, you can switch that Copilot on and it can ask you follow-up questions. So is that kind of a, a way that these um, models are are getting gaining clarity on any ambiguous stuff that's coming in? So most of the stuff which is happening is behind the scenes. We don't see any of the stuff. We don't see... Mm. This is like a black box, as we talked about last time, input mm. and output. This is a black box thing. Most of the times, we have no idea what's happening. Um, sometimes we don't even the scientists who are building this stuff don't understand what's going on. Because, mm. it, you know, again, you think of it as a human brain. When someone says something incorrectly to us, we are able to interpret and make up for some maybe lack of clarity in the, in the words they've said or mistakes on... Uh, you know, because things have been omitted, for example, from the writing, be able to overcome that. Similarly, mm -hmm. we, we can't make out if that is training or that's just experience. You know, how's, how's that happen? So similarly in AI as well, we don't know where that, that or how is it overcoming that? It's coming because it's been trained, it's been oversupplied with information, or it's because it's learned how to overcome them. Um, but this is part of the the requirements and as well as the the need for us to be able to consume AI more regularly. And it's, I think it's becoming a norm more and more so than it was, for example, even two, three years back. Mm -hmm. Now, looking towards the future, um, I mean, AI has become kind of, kind of daily uh, daily consumed or it's a, it's a tool that everyone's using at the moment um, in, in daily life. So looking forward, what are the potential applications of these NLP advancements in everyday technology use? Um, it, it's, it's obviously going to affect uh, user experience and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, maybe you'd just like to dive into that a little bit as well. Uh, sure. So I, I would say that if you look, if you break down any process we follow in this world it's more processes more like communication written or verbal communications is basically where processes mostly processes are documented versions of these 
it's a communication which we have with each other. And if you say that everything we do is process-driven, especially in work, life, I would say, usually things are process-driven, you know, mm-hmm. how do you recycle your, your you know, things in your, in your bin, you know, the, you know, the, the, the van comes to collect stuff every Tuesday, mm-hmm. you put it out there, it's a, it's a process. But, you know, mm-hmm. how do you submit a, um, a proposal? It's a process, you know, everything's a process, basically. Now, with the ability to overcome challenges like, you know, ambiguous behavior by human beings, internal ambiguity, semantic, what we're able to do is we're able to really inculcate a human-like behavior in the AI. That implies that we can do more human-like tasks in the future. We already are. You know, better chatbots, better communication back and forth between AI and human beings, AI and AI, and better ability to create a faster, more efficient process which I can follow. So today, we still believe that everything has to be checked and double-checked with the AI when it's produced. You know, that mm-hmm. might reduce quite a bit from 50%, 60%, might go down to say 80%, 90%. That means you can become more dependable. It has a similar kind of errors as human beings and then you know then it becomes more dependable and comes a time when some processes are pretty much flawless and that can be put into to, into 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 place you know the way it is right now so overall as this gets better and better the dependency on AI will improve and that will help us adapting and, and using ai more and more in our daily lives that's amazing raj um Thank you for uh, for diving into that, and um, we've we've come to the end of this episode. So uh, thank you for the listeners and the viewers for joining us on the Goodman Podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, until next time, uh, keep it real. <laughs> nice, Megan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>